Good morning and welcome to the Sunday Chronicle. I'm your host, Giannis Jackson, here for you every Sunday at 7 a.m. This is the platform for the community because community knows what community needs. And today I'd like to welcome a very special guest. My guest, uh, he is running for 14A District Court Judge, and this is Mr. Attorney Torsho W. Feaster, and I'm honored to have him here for the show, and he is our, our sponsor for today, and, and we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Mr. Feaster, his commitment to communities around him, and what makes him passionate about service and serving other people. Attorney, thank you so much for being here today. How are you? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. My pleasure. My pleasure. So please, please uh, tell me a little bit about you and your plans and running for the seat. Just just uh, please tell me and, and my listeners. Yes, definitely. Uh, as you said, my name is Torsho Feaster. Uh, I am a criminal defense attorney. I've been a lawyer for about a little more than 15 years now. And uh, my, my, my plan when I went into law... Uh, was to uh, make some change in our community, make some change in our world. Uh, and I decided to do that by practicing criminal defense. And my hope and plan uh, was and is to try to put myself out of business. And what I mean by that is uh, my goal is to try to help people so that we do not continue to have people continue to go back and forth through the system over and over and over again. And I have a lot of repeat customers. And uh, what I found is a lot of defense attorneys will, will get somebody's case dismissed or or, or beat their case, uh, but they don't also help the person address whatever that underlying issue is that's caused them to come through the system. And so with my practice, when I had my own solo practice, um, my goal was to connect people with the resources they needed in addition to defending them to try to make sure that they did not continue that same cycle of going back and forth through the system. Uh, for, for the last year, I've been doing that as a Washington County public defender, and uh, this opportunity uh, just arose where our district court judge uh, in 14A, A2, District Court, uh, City of Ipsy, uh, Ypsilanti, is retiring. And so now that seat is opening, and I've uh, been encouraged, and I've decided to put my name forward to try to seek that position and to try to expand uh, what I think I can do, what I think I'm called to do, to try to expand and uh, and do better for our communities, do better for our world. And uh, I tell people, as a public defender, I can touch about 20 defendants a day and try to help them and help them get the resources they need. As a judge, I'll be able to reach 100, 150, 200 people a day. And so the amount of change that I'll be able to do will be exponentially more if I'm able to win this role and when I'm able to actually try to implement some programs and ideas I have to really help people and uh, help Washington County. So thank you again for having me, and I'm excited about this opportunity. Oh, very good, very good. And so uh, I certainly wish you the best of luck, and I'm going to be following you throughout this process because it is very exciting. I like to be involved with politics. I like to uh, serve on committees. So this is very exciting for me to see this. And thank you. I see that, and you are welcome. I see that you have integrity, civility, and equality on your flyer um, as yeah. you 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 run for 
for the seat. Now, tell me a little bit about your slogan. And and I know sometimes when we see people running, or I'm going to speak from my experience, then, you know, it, 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 I don't want to say it's always lip service, but sometimes I, I, I see that. And, and I know yeah. there's when people really come to, to play the part and do the role. So, so let me, or t- tell us a little bit about how these three words, integrity, civility, and equality pay, plays a part in that and how you will uh, play a part in, in upholding those those yeah. words. So, like I said, I've been practicing for a little more 15 years, and what I've found is that uh, we put a lot of people in the office, but we, all, but we don't always put people into office who have high integrity, uh, people who are of high character, people who we know are going to do the job right, and who are going to be the role models and examples that we need uh, for our next generation. And so I chose integrity because uh, we need to bring that to the bench. We need to put good people in those positions. Uh, I like to think I'm a good person. I like to think I uh, have high integrity. And I think that if I, uh, when I win this position, I'll be able to exemplify that and be able to uh, be an example uh, to young people in our community uh, to try to show them what the possibilities are and what a high character, uh, in my case, man, um, uh, looks like and be a good example for them moving forward. Uh, In terms of civility, um, when you look at the criminal defense bar, you know, there's a prosecutor and there's defense attorney. And we're in an adversarial role where they have a job to do and we have a job to do. But there's a way to do that that is appropriate and that is uh, just the right way to treat people. And that's with civility. That's treating people the way you want to be treated. That's treating them with respect. That's trying to resolve things that can be resolved. And when there comes a time there's an issue to fight about, then you fight about it appropriately, the right way. You don't try to sneak things on people. You don't try to sandbag people. You try to do things with civility and do things in a way that uh, – it's, it's right by our profession and by our ethics, and that's why I chose civility. And then, obviously, uh, equality or equity, uh, those are things that we need uh, in our justice system. Uh, what we have, in many cases, are benches that don't reflect our community. Uh, we have judges uh, who do not have diverse experiences. We have judges who, all, who often come from one segment of the population. And what I found is that we need to have judges from all sides of the community because those judges go into rooms together and they talk about policies for the court, policies for the community, policies that they're going to put into place and that's going to affect everybody. And when those policies come from judges who have only lived one type of experience, then those policies are shaped by their, by their lived experiences. And those policies may unintentionally or intentionally, uh, disproportionately affect people who don't come from their backgrounds. And so what I found is that we need to have equality on the bench in the way we uh, implement policies, in the way we treat people, uh, in the way that things are done. Mm -hmm. And that instills a confidence in our citizens that the justice system is actually just. And it's not just for some people, but it's for all of us. And so that's why I picked that as well. Oh, well, very good. That is very good. I'm, uh, thank you for explaining that. And I, I, w- when you say uh, what you would like to do, it really, it, it, it shows that you want to be 
more than just in a seat, but it it shows that you want to represent the people. Yeah, definitely. You want to represent it and serve at the you want to uphold the law, but you also say it seems like you have that desire to really be fair and impartial and and who better than someone from the community? Um, Thank you. And, and it goes back to the saying for the show uh, being a platform for the community because community knows what community needs. And I think this is the the prime example for uh, such a thing. And and um, so I wanted to ask you uh, also, you talked a little bit about what your you would like to do in your plans. I mean, what are some of the things or maybe you can get an example of something that you have done or put in motion to to um, speak to those terms and things that you are doing as far as. Those yeah, yeah. So like, I've, I've been blessed to be able to work with a lot of great people and uh, I've worked in a lot of different communities. Um, one of the communities I worked in was in the Flint. And uh, when I realized when I was working in Flint, I realized that there are several things that we needed to do better. Um, One of them was mental health. And so I worked with the probate judge there, Judge Barkey, as she was implementing the mental health court program there. And I learned about that, and I helped to implement that program. I also worked with the city of Flint on a blight court, uh, which I helped, which I created, which was for the purpose of cleaning up the city. And the idea was that we wanted to hold people accountable for the blight, the littering, the not taking care of their property. Mm-hmm. And so we did that in a way that helped encourage people to maintain their properties. And perhaps the thing I'm most um, proud of is my work with the homelessness court that I create, uh, helped create. And that homelessness court is a court that we use um, to try to reach out to people who are unhoused. What we found is that our unhoused community uh, often felt that if they went to court to address their issues, that they would be disproportionate, uh, that they'd be unfairly treated, and they would be targeted. And the judge would say, okay, you're unhoused? I- I'm going to house you right here in the county jail. Mm-hmm. And so they did not feel comfortable often going to the, the courthouse. And so what we created was a system where we took a judge, and we took that judge down to different homeless shelters, and we were able to hold court right there in those shelters. And that's important because at that that way we were able to clear up people's bench warrants. And by clearing up their bench warrants, we allowed them to receive grants for federal housing that you cannot receive when you have an active warrant. And so that way we're able to help people become housed by creating that program. And so that's one of the programs that I'm most proud of. That is a wonderful example of serving the community. And it shows if we are for thinking how we can make sure that the the laws that um that are out there really remain relevant and uh that they are up to date they reflect the time period and the diverse communities and not a one size fits all types of solution um, so I would like to commend you for that and um, Thank you. and, and uh, going the extra mile to make sure that there are laws and policies in place that are beneficial for the people. 
And um, it's, it's good to see that. You are welcome. And, um, you know, so I encourage you. I want to encourage you because I know those types of things. And, and just, just looking from the outside, it, it seems like it can be a, a thankless uh, position at times as far as when you're working in a, a, a line of service. So I wanted to say thank you for that. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Thank you. And so... With that being said, I, I, I like to shift a little bit to the reasons why and, and being a black male and dealing with some of the obstacles that one must face as a black male coming up in the legal community. What what are some some things that you've had to encounter and has inspired you to go to extra mile, you know, in the, in this as as a an African-American male? Definitely. Yeah. So. You know, obviously, I, I, I'm a black male, but on top of that, my name is Torsho. So, uh, so I've definitely had my share of obstacles in trying to enter a professional world. Um, you know, growing up, I didn't know people who were lawyers. I didn't know many people who were professional types. My people worked on, on the line uh, for General Motors, building cars. And so I very easily uh, could have followed that those footprints and went into that line of work. But what I decided was that despite not knowing people who were able to achieve what I have so far in life, I wanted to try. And I wanted to try to get this law degree so that I could make a difference in the world and try to help push society forward. And although people have doubted me along the way, people have thought that I was sometimes thought I was stupid because I have a strange name and, uh, you know, I'm a black guy named Torsho. Um, I've been able to get past those things. I know what I'm going to be facing with certain people in certain times. And I just know that I'm going to have to work harder and fight harder to try to, you know, put myself in a position where I can, where I can uh, achieve on the same level as others. But I'm not going to let anybody's uh, judgment of me stop me from the reason why I went to this field. Growing up, some of my my role model was uh, Thurgood Marshall uh, and Charles Hamilton Houston and the work that they did to advance civil rights and rights and equality in our world. And they didn't have it easy either. And so nothing worth achieving comes easily. And so there's going to be haters, haters that can be our motivators. And so that's what I try to do is use that to try to help fuel me. Because if I'm not getting pushback, then I know that I'm not trying to break down any barriers. (laughs) People with power don't give it up easily. Now, now what was that you just said? You said the haters are, are your motivators? Yes. I like that. I like that. Very good. So you're not letting anything slow you down. So this this uh, seat that you're running for, tell me a little bit about the seat, the district and the timeline. Okay. Uh, so the seat is uh, 14A district court, which is essentially the entire county of Washtenaw minus the city of Ann Arbor and minus Ypsilanti Township. So those two areas have their own courthouses, 14B and 15th District Court. The rest of the county uses 14A District Court. And should I win this seat, then I would be housed on Michigan Avenue in the city of Ypsi at 14A2 District Court. And that's awesome because I would be the first person of color, the first black person to hold that seat in its existence. 
And so I'm hoping to break down that barrier and to be able to serve that community and to be able to impact great change and be a good example uh, of those things we talked about earlier. Um, I was not planning to run for this seat. Didn't even know the seat was coming available. But we found out about a month ago that Judge Tabby, who held that seat, was not going to run for re-election. And I was encouraged by a number of judges in our community uh, who thought that for some reason I'd be a good replacement for that for that judge in that community. And after praying about it and, and weighing it and thinking about it, I decided to put my name forward because the best way to try to make change is to put yourself out there and to try to break down those barriers that, 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 that bind us. And so that's what I decided to do. And so now we're on the ballot. We've got an August 2nd primary date. So if I'm able to get through that primary, then we'll go to a November 8th general election date. And so I'm just uh, thankful for the opportunity, excited for the, for the race, and very hopeful that I am successful and able to make these, the changes that I think are, will be incredible for Washtenaw County. And that's awesome. So so you said that it's Washtenaw County minus Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti Township, correct? That is correct. Okay. Okay. And, and, and in this seat, uh, what types of cases would come before you? Yes. Yeah, so all criminal cases would, in that jurisdiction would start in our court. Misdemeanor cases, those are charges that have a one-year max or less, would stay with me. And felony cases, I would determine if they were going to go to up to circuit court to go to trial or not. And so all criminal cases would come through me, and I'd be able to put put my stamp on things as to whether or not they were appropriate, fair, and done under the law. Additionally, I'd be able to handle landlord-tenant cases, uh, small claims cases, and civil uh, cases under a certain amount of a certain amount. So it will be an awesome opportunity. It will be, I think, great for the community, and I think it will be beneficial for the entire county if I was able to win this seat. Awesome. And I'm going to do a quick check-in for my listeners. This is Giannis Jackson. I am your host of the Sunday Chronicle. I am talking with attorney Torsho Feaster, and he is running for 14A District Court Judge. And that is Washtenaw County minus Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti Township. And so I'm going to shift a little bit today. And we are still in the midst of a pandemic. I know things are are changing and things are restrictions are loosening up some, but we're still in the midst of this thing. So can you tell me how have you changed pre-COVID to I guess it would be post-COVID? In terms of just my personal life, or in terms yeah, of how I would I deal say with in, in in terms of how you deal with um, you, uh, how in, t- in terms of how you interact with others. Okay, I mean, obviously, I, I've I've taken COVID very seriously. Uh, I have a daughter who has uh, has severe asthma, mm-hmm. and so I have to be very careful. Uh, she spent uh, two weeks in the hospital for, with the with the rhinovirus mm-hmm. a few years ago. So if she got the COVID virus, and it would be a, a big deal. And so we do everything we can to try to keep our family safe and keep others safe. Mm-hmm. And so we do our we do our masking, we use our hand sanitizer, clean our hands, and we keep our six feet distance from people. Mm-hmm. And so we've done everything we can, especially knowing that. Um, 
that the virus has disproportionately affected people of color. Mm -hmm. So we obviously have to be very careful to make sure that we're safe and we do everything we can to protect ourselves and others. So we've been following all the guidelines and actually going beyond the guidelines. Uh, I know some people have stopped wearing masks, but we are continuing. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to try to protect the community and ourselves. Yes. And that, and I know that we've all experienced losses and, and challenges and things with COVID, but was there some things that came out of it for you that have been good in regards to your personal life and your career? Uh, well, you know, we've all lost people, like you said, and so it's been tough from that standpoint and, you know, very difficult. Um, I guess what I see professionally that's been a benefit is that the court system has moved forward in terms of allowing people to participate virtually. Uh, oftentimes, a lot of my clients have difficulty with travel, getting to the courthouse, uh, being able to make sure they can get there on time if they're riding a bus mm -hmm. or they're, they're walking. And so what COVID has done is showed us in the legal system that, hey, most people have smartphones and uh, or they can borrow someone's smartphone and they can jump on the court through Zoom. Mm -hmm. And that's made it much easier for my clients who have difficulty with transportation to get on the court dates, to make sure they didn't miss court dates, and for them to avoid getting warrants and having to, uh, having to go to jail because they had trouble with transportation. Mm -hmm. And so that's probably the biggest benefit that I see in the legal system uh, since we've been dealing with this pandemic. Well, that that that's good because it, it it did it it uh, help you as far as loosening up your schedule a little bit with not having to travel as much, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's definitely something because I can I can do work from home now. I don't have to go to you know I used to have to jump around from courthouse to courthouse to courthouse to try to handle cases. Now I can I can sit in my office and I can just click a button and be mm -hmm. in two different courthouses at the same time if I want to. So uh, it's been pretty pretty cool from that standpoint as well. So you've seen the 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 court system kind of evolve as far as technology goes then because it was at one place and then it with this uh, COVID it, it it appears that it it has evolved to be able to, yeah yeah so yeah. that's great so so uh, maybe it's took a little uh, pressure off of people as far as, uh, you know, uh, attending and, and those sorts of things and, and, and removing barriers as far as transportation. Um, Agreed. And so, um, you know, thank you for, for sharing that that look on 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 um, COVID and, and some of the things that you have learned. And I, I want to shift to ask you a little bit about your your personal life. Uh, tell me a little bit about your, your what you do for fun and, and what you like to do. I, I, you told you said you have a family. So tell me a little I bit do. about that, please. Attorney. I do. I do. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been married uh, ooh, almost 12 years now. Uh, to my to my wife, thank you. My wife, who uh, who I met as a child actually in church, uh, and we reconnected when uh, I was at Eastern Michigan in undergrad, and she was at the University of Michigan, and That's so we awesome. reconnected during undergrad, and uh, we've been together dating or married uh, through my graduate school, getting my law degree, through her graduate school, getting her uh, her MD, her doc doctorate degree, and so. Uh, now she's an OB-GYN here at the University of Michigan Hospital. I'm obviously practicing here with the Washington County Public Defender's Office. And uh, now we have two small children, two, two beautiful girls, Taylor and Tegan. And um, 
we're trying to raise them right, and uh, we like to travel when it's not a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love to love to uh, go to Florida. My kids love to to be in the pool, to be swimming. Uh, we love to go to the movie theater and go watch all the cartoon movies that come out. And uh, personally, I love to go to sporting events and watch basketball and football. I'm season ticket holder for for U of M football, so you know I I enjoy all those things. And um, when I'm at home and I have some downtime. I like to go in the driveway and, and shoot some baskets and play basketball. So I try to stay active and I try to try to raise my family the best way I can. So uh, I'm excited uh, to see how, see them grow and uh, watch them become adults. And that's and that and that's awesome. Um, I uh, so you said that you met your wife at Eastern Michigan, huh? Yes, I did. So you're, yes, so did. you're Eagles. I, I am a fellow Eagle. I just, I had to say that because it, <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you, but I kept thinking about it. Like, I'm going to let them know. I'm going to let them know. <laughs> hey, 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 that's a, one of the best schools around. Yes, indeed, indeed. And I, um, I do like that area and I was there for some time. So I was just thinking about that. Um, great, great times. I said the, uh, the people who I met at Eastern and the uh, confidence they instilled in me uh, to believe that I could go on and do whatever I want to do as been awesome and tremendous. I'm still in touch with some of my professors. Oh, I still coach, uh, help co- help judge the mock trial team here at Eastern. Mm-hmm. So I, I stay active and I love my time at Eastern. Oh, and that's good that, that, that you're still connected to that community there. Because yeah. um, it's important, I believe it's important when we graduate from somewhere and that institution and people from that institution have poured into us, have added to us, that we go back and we do the right. same, right? And right. so we can keep that going and keep that building and make sure we're there to help prop up others that come after us so I I think that's a a good thing that you're doing and um, I want to encourage you I I want to wish you luck on this um, on this journey and and going and running for this seat Um, I know it does take a lot of time and sacrifice to run for something like this and open yourself up for criticism and those types of things so um with that being said, our time is growing near. So I wanted to ask you, what would you like to leave with the audience, the people that are listening to you? And um, it can be personal, it can be professional, it can be about your campaign, but what would you like to leave with us? I guess what I would tell people is, you know, life gives us opportunities. Uh, and if it doesn't, sometimes we have to make our own opportunities. And this opportunity that I've uh, stumbled upon uh, is a great thing that I can do for this community. Uh, and if, I, if, I'm, if I'm able to win, then I know we can make some great changes. But more importantly than that, I'm hoping that by running for this seat, by running to become the first minority to have this seat, uh, I'll at least show to someone who's coming behind me that, you know, we can try to achieve more. We can try to do more. We have to try to break down walls. We have to try and break down barriers. We have to try and make this world more inclusive and more div- and, and include more diversity in our professional areas. And so if nothing else, win, lose, or draw, I hope people take from my campaign that anybody can try to do anything. And the only way we cannot succeed is to not try. Mm-hmm. And so we have to try to break down barriers and we have to try and push the envelope to make our world better. 
And so I'm hopeful that the people who come behind me can exceed what I'm trying to do and and see what I've done and use that to springboard them to do even more than I'm trying to do. Very good. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'd like to thank you for sponsoring the Sunday Chronicle because this uh, this show is funded by uh, the people. This is a platform for the people and we get people to sponsor the show. And so we are so happy that you could do this and help us to, to build things and to keep things going so we can connect communities. So again, thank you. Thank you, attorney Torsho Feaster. Um, and before I leave, I want to say thank you to all my listeners. Thank you to Stacks 92.1 for allowing, uh, the allowing us this time and being able to connect with community and, and raise the voices of the community. I'm your host, Giannis Jackson, and coming to you every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. from Stacks 92.1, or excuse me, Stacks 92.1. And <laughs> join us again next week as we talk to Miss Lauren Watson, or a.k.a. Lore Penn, and better known as the Jingle Queen. So we sign off and we thank you for your time. And we ask that you make it a great day. Coming from you from the Sunday Chronicle, the platform of the community, because community knows what community means. Make it a great day. <laughs>